Hey everyone, welcome back to the Blue Collar Chaplain Podcast. I am your host, Chaplain Tyler Eggleston. I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who continues to listen and support the podcast, sharing it with your friends, asking questions, the emails. It means the absolute world. I cannot thank you all enough for it. Um, today is definitely going to be a heavy sad episode for a few different reasons um first um especially for for those in virginia um the weeks leading up for thanksgiving for quite a few families was very sad and dramatic and tragic and there's really just no words to sum up but just horrifying um so yeah if you have paid attention to the news even if you're not in virginia you've you've heard about a couple of things that we're going to talk about here today um but first um we did not the the um virginia tech versus uva game was ended up being canceled due to the uh the shooting that happened at the uh university of virginia's campus and um UVA had canceled. I don't know who they were playing before Virginia Tech that weekend, but UVA obviously canceled that game and then ultimately ended up canceling uh, the Virginia Tech-UVA game. Totally understandable, very sad, and uh, traumatic. Uh, what, what the University of Virginia is going on, going through, uh, the, the Virginia Tech-Liberty University game was very cool, both teams. Um it was kind of like a memorial game almost for UVA. Then both teams showed their support. It's very awesome to see that. Um, so, with that being said, we had everything prepared as far as street chaplains for Christ. We had everything prepared for uh, that outreach uh, for for um, our evangelism there at the game. Virginia Tech customized Bibles, bags, all that. Um, so. We're not sure yet if we are just going to hold off and wait till next football season. Um, I'm originally from the Augusta County area, so we still do have some family there. Um, we've Me and Amanda have talked about possibly just making a trip to just do some campus outreach uh, there at Virginia Tech. That's a possibility, but just right now, that that is just up in the air on what we're going to do, whether we're going to hold off till next football season or what. Now, um, the, the really big news that hit um, Virginia and way closer to home for us, not to discredit the losses that the families in UVA are going through, but uh, most people... Um, honestly, unless you were living under a rock, um, know about the, the shooting that happened at Walmart uh, Tuesday night before Thanksgiving. And that, that happened here in Chesapeake, Virginia. And um, that, that Walmart is actually um, very, very close to our house. Um, 
me and my wife actually shop at the Sam's Club that a lot of people saw on the news where they gathered all the Walmart employees that night. Uh, we shopped there. Uh, we have been inside that Walmart a lot before. Um, I used to shop there all the time. So we're very familiar with that Walmart. And it uh, was just... It was absolutely unreal. Uh, it happened Tuesday night. And I woke up Wednesday morning to uh, to head into work. To get ready to go into work. And my wife um, had gotten on her phone and had saw all the notifications from, you know, the news outlets that a mass shooting had happened in Walmart. And I swear that I have never watched I haven't watched that much news in probably oh, Lord I don't even know when but um yeah I had the news on my computer at work all day um listening it and it was just it was terrible the the news was talking about a a man who had heard about it his wife was or it was his actually his fiance was working that that night shift had ran up to to the Walmart when when the news broke that night that there was a shooting and um he was crying in a panic and didn't know if his wife was you know alive or had been shot and killed and I could just only imagine the emotions going on uh when Amanda got into her car accident I was just an absolute mess so I can relate in that aspect but definitely not to I, I at least had a first responder tell me she was okay uh that she didn't have life-threatening injuries so that took a little bit of stress off getting to the hospital to see her um but before we go any further in the uh in the episode today um and if anyone has heard our uh Uvalde uh Texas um episode we did the same thing and i just want to take a minute to read the names of the the victims to show honor and tribute to them um who were shot and killed at at walmart so there's a uh, tanika johnson randall bevelin kylie pyle lorenzo gamble fernando chavez and pendle pendleton and uh, seven other people were wounded, and you know we're sending our prayers to those families. Um, and yeah, I mean, I could just only imagine what what they were going through right, right, literally before Thanksgiving. I mean, it, it was I could imagine not much of a Thanksgiving at all. Um, we went to the vigil that they had. Uh, Monday night, I believe it was, yeah, I believe it was Monday night at the Chesapeake City Park, and it, while it was awesome to see the community of Chesapeake um, gather that way, it was, it's just so terrible. It kind of like 9-11, when we saw America unite uh, for each other around that that tragedy in, in New York City. Same thing like this. While it was awesome to see the community come together in support for those who lost their lives 
it's also sad that it took something to that effect to unite us. And my my hope and prayer not only is for the families, but also for the community of Chesapeake, that we can continue to unite like that even when, when, when it's not a tragedy, even when there's not a mass shooting, even when six people didn't lose their lives. And I hope we can continue to see um, that community unite strong that way. So, a lot of people saw the manifesto from the shooter. And that bought just a whirlwind of questions, um, just a, a lot of mixed emotions, a lot of anger, a lot of rage. And um, obviously, I'm not going to read the shooter's manifesto on here. Uh, we're not going to bring any kind of light or glory to evil. Um, but to sum it up, he basically, he talked about God a little bit in it. And... um ultimately ended up saying that he was led by Satan to commit the crime, the heinous act, the crime that he did, and ultimately at the end of the manifesto hoped that God would forgive him for what he was about to do. So, you know, my wife had asked me what my thoughts were uh, with the end of his manifesto with the, he hopes that God forgives him for what he's about to do. And you know, there's a key to that for what he's about to do. So it is, and, and I kind of compared it to the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Whereas, you know, a lot of people for years, for years and generations have questioned whether Jeffrey Dahmer truly converted in prison. And we're not going to dive deep in that. Maybe if, if, people want we will I will do a uh, full-blown episode about that but there was people to actually testify to Jeffrey Dahmer's conversion on what he did that there was actually confessions made that he regretted what he did and the difference between that and what this killer wrote was that he hoped that God would forgive him what he was about to do so it was premeditated I don't know what the date was on this manifesto compared to when the actual shooting at Walmart happened. But it was premeditated. And to help bring um, an example into this would be like on a Monday night, you getting down on your hands and knees and praying to God that he would forgive you for going and blowing a $1,000 at a strip club and having sex with a stripper that night. So, you know, let's say it's a Saturday. That's like six days of premeditated sin that you're going to commit and you're already asking God to forgive you. It does not work that way because there's evilness in your heart. You're you're like preparing to be forgiven, knowing that you're still going to go commit that evil sin. So that was one thing that I just kind of wanted to clear up that... That is literally a straightforward example 
of how that worked at at the end of his manifesto when he said, I hope that God will forgive me for what I'm about to do. It, it's no different than saying, you know, well, we're, we're going to go rob a bank two months from now. And then all of us gathering together in our hands and, and saying, God, please forgive us for robbing this bank in two months. Like it's a sin. Okay. So just solely based off of not only the crime, but the manifesto, this person, uh, who shot up this Walmart was was clearly under dark demonic oppression and I mean flat out admitted to being led by Satan. So here's when I want to turn to some some scripture on some stuff. And uh, if you want to follow along, I'm starting and it's going to be Acts 19 uh, verse 15. And it, and so to because we're not going to read this this whole thing. So to kind of sum up to where we are at, at verse 15 is um, a priest is trying to cast out a demon. Okay. And this is this is where we're, we're picking up in, in Acts 15. Acts chapter 19, verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them. So they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known to both the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also many of those who had practiced magic bought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mighty, mightily and prevailed. Okay, and the reason I'm reading that, and the reason that that coincides with what the killer wrote in his manifesto is, the thing I want us to look at here is the the, the evil spirit responding to the priest who were trying to cast out a demon. So, if we go back to, let me see here. Yeah, it's verse 13 down a little ways we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches so that was what they used to try to cast out this demon <clears throat> they tried to cast him out by saying we cast you out we exercise you by the name of Jesus by the name of Jesus who Paul preaches okay and then the demon responded and said well we know who Jesus is and we know who Paul is okay so the devil, and we see that clear in Scripture from uh, even the book of Job, when we see that the that the devil went before God. Uh, we see that when we get to Matthew, the first gospel, when Jesus was fasting and he was tempted by the devil. Okay, so not only has there been communication between God and the devil, but even the demons know who Jesus is. Okay, 
And so the killer naming Satan and Jesus or God in his manifesto should hold almost no weight. And the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of stuff has, a lot of people have been commenting on things saying that, you know, this is what religion does. This is what um, churches do to you. This is what the Bible is doing to people. And saying all these um, things because he talked about God in his manifesto. Well, demons know who God is. Okay, they're they're not stupid. They're not dumb. They know who God is. They know who Jesus is. So it it didn't shock me at all that God and Satan were both named in his manifesto. Because him be, this this shooter being under demonic oppression clearly, especially from his manifesto and the solely the crime he committed, definitely under d- demonic oppression. And if he was under full-blown possession, those demons that possessed him, that were oppressing him, knew who God was. Okay? And to jump to, I want to, we're going to go to Mark chapter 9, starting in verse 17. So, this is what it says here. Teacher, I bought you, and this is going to be lengthy here. Because we're going to break this down. I'm going to read the whole thing. We're going to break some of this down. Teacher, I bought you my son who has a mute spirit. So right there, mute. We, we all, I mean, we know what that is. That, that disability of mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out, but they could not. He answered them and said, O faithful, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long should I bear with you? Bring him to me. And then they, they bring him, they bring the kid to Jesus. And but the Jesus asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? And the father said to Jesus, from childhood, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. So two things real quick. I want to pause here. So this demon is causing a physical disability in the muteness. And I don't twist what I'm saying that I'm saying any person who is mute or has a physical disability that is demonic oppression. Okay, this is a this is one instance that we read where this specific demonic uh, possession was causing this child to be mute. So there is scriptural evidence of a physical disability being caused by a demonic spirit. Okay, and then when we go down to verse twenty one. He, it, it says that he, he was basically trying to kill, or in other words, get this boy, this, this child, to commit suicide. Because when he says, from childhood, and then verse 22, and often he has thrown him 
both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. So the demon is that both. The, when, when the father says from childhood and often he throws them both, the father is talking about his son and the demon. So the demon is trying to murder the child, right? But up until this point, it just looks like suicide. Okay, so let's keep moving forward here. And then, you know, the, the father begs Jesus to cast out the, the demon. And Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, With tears, Lord, I believe. Help me, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked them. Rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he came into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this time comes out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So to continue to, continue to break this whole section of scripture down, there is scriptural evidence right here, just in this one passage alone, that one not only was a physical disability being caused by demonic possession physical harm to the person was being caused by demonic possession and um, pretty much insanity um talking about the the foam coming out of his mouth the gashing of his teeth he becomes rigid his body his muscles become locked up and um even when the spirit was was coming out of him he he convulsed and it says that after he he after this, the the demon was cast out of him, he laid there like he was dead. And if you go back into Matthew, um, it talks about the 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 legion of demons. Okay, and we're not going to read into that that's that passage, but in that to kind of summarize, it talks about the man who Jesus cast the legion of demons out. And it talked about his strength, how he was breaking the chains and the shackles that they tried to bind him in. And when Jesus cast out the, the demon, it says that he became sane after that, implying that he was insane before the demon was cast out. So, to break it all down... There's scriptural evidence of both. One, insanity caused by demonic possession. Physical harm being caused by demonic possession. Physical harm to others in demonic possession that we see from the verse or the passage in Acts. And that right there is what we need. Is, is that right there is solely what's related to what took place at the Walmart here in Chesapeake.
that so much blindness covers our eyes. We we did a podcast episode a while ago um, called Demonic Oppression, I think it was. And we broke a lot of this down. It would be a really good reference episode to anyone who wants to learn more about this. But so much blindness covers our eyes with certain mental illnesses that 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 we call them mental illnesses uh the 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 confusion with the transsexual movement going on um all the prescriptions everybody's on uh schizo- schizophrenia um that still has no cure to it whatsoever uh, they don't know why it happens, but yet one thing about schizophrenia, and again, we broke it down in, uh, demonic oppression, that episode, um, th- there's only one source to that. Okay. There, there's only one source to voices, 20 different voices in, um, someone's head telling you to murder your three-year-old brother, uh, telling you to kill your parents. Like, that is not only just a clear contradiction to scripture, it is a clear contradiction to all the fruits of the spirit, all the, the God given fruit to all of it. Okay. And what, and what I am really getting into about the, the blindness that covers our eyes is that we, we, there is scriptural evidence of, physical disabilities harm to others harm to yourselves as far as cuz cuz the the legion of demons in Matthew I mean it talks about the man cutting himself okay uh so so all these mental illnesses uh, uh mutilation of your body um hurting other people there's all scriptural references to all of this but see but the way that the world handles it is you just go and see a psychiatrist and you get put on a on prescription. Okay. And gosh, so many so much could even be said about that right there. I mean, a uh, uh, a worldly psychiatrist. Okay? And that's the advice you're going to get from a worldly psychologist is worldly advice. You, you, mm. knowledge is from one source, and that's from God. Give me a moment here. I'm going to, to, oh, right here in Proverbs. It's Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but the fools despise wisdom and instruction. Okay? I mean that that can be broken down into so much. One more time. It's Proverbs one verse seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Okay. So you go to a worldly counselor and you know for you slitting your wrist, you attempting to your your depression, your anxiety. Okay, all things that are, do not come 
from Christ. They are not gifts of Christ. They come from one place, and that is from the fiery pits of hell. Okay, all those things, anxiety, depression, all of that is a, a distraction, totally gets you away from God, gets you doubting God, and your head spinning. Okay, and a worldly counselor, not a Christian counselor, not a pastor, not a chaplain, okay, they're going to give you worldly advice. They're, they're going to tell you there's nothing wrong with homosexuality. They're going to tell you that there is nothing wrong with, um, not that there's not nothing, they're not going to tell you necessarily that there's not anything wrong with anxiety, because there is, and they these worldly counselors do know that there is things wrong with anxiety, but they're going to tell you, they're going to lead you further into paganism, tell you to meditate, tell you to go do yoga, okay, and the the reason, because you want your sin, okay, you don't want, you, you but you don't want the correction, okay, so the beginning of knowledge comes from the Lord, Okay, if someone is depressed, they come to me for counseling. If someone's depressed, angry, anxious, they've got anger problems, dealing with depression. Okay, I'm going to go through a list of questions. Okay, are, are, how much do you drink? Do you, are you drinking excessively? Are you drinking to the point of drunkenness? Okay, what kind of music are you listening to? Is it laced with, is it, is it anger-filled heavy metal music? Okay, um, you know, what kind of movies do you watch? Are they full of... A witchcraft and sorcery okay because and then that's where the part right here comes in but fools despise wisdom and instruction because if you check yes on all of those boxes what i'm going to tell you the guidance i'm going to give you is okay you need to stop drinking okay if you can't drink to the point of not getting drunk and not getting buzzed but staying sober-minded you need to address whether you have an an alcohol addiction and my advice to you is we're going to pray through you not drinking, becoming sober. Drinking isn't a sin, but I had to become sober because I relied. I had an addiction to alcohol. Okay, if you are being plagued by demonic oppression and darkness, depression, okay, but all you're listening to is um, necropedophile, which is a song by a death metal band, and you're listening to songs like um, Entrails Raped from a Virgin's Cunt, okay? If you're listening to that kind of stuff, okay, that could be a direct source to your depression, your demonic uh, activity, and your anger. But see... That's where the fools despise wisdom. Because when you come to me, that's the kind of advice I'm going to give you. But the fools despise wisdom, and they want their sin. They want to be cured of their anxiety and depression. But they want the world's help. Because the world is going to tell them that they can hold in their one hand all of their sin. All of their sin. You don't have to give away any of your sin. You're drinking. You did As long as you're not doing it that excessively... You can still have your drinking, you can still have your your witchcraft, you can still have your demonic music. What we're going to do is we want you to do more paganism, and we want you to meditate. Okay, meditate on whatever God, whatever brings you peace. 
We, you need to practice yoga um, and find your inner self and find your inner peace. Okay, and that right there is, is, is that proverb in a nutshell. That the beginning of knowledge starts with the fear of the Lord. Okay, and, and we don't even, we don't watch Harry Potter. We don't watch the Lord of the Rings. We don't watch Hocus Pocus. We don't, uh, not that we would. Amanda's pregnant with our first child, and when our child hits that age, we would not let them watch Teen Witch or whatever, uh, Vampire Diaries, all that Teen Witch stuff. I don't care about the R rating. I don't care whether it's G rating. I don't care that Disney produced Hocus Pocus and this, that, and the third. In Scripture, it is a clear abomination. Witchcraft, sorcery, it's a clear abomination to Christ in this kingdom. It is it glorifies nothing but evil. Okay, and we, we saw that in the passage in Acts 19. That that after that display of violence through the demonic possession, okay, the, the fear of the Lord spread through that that region in Ephesus or in Ephesus and they they bought together all their books of sorcery and witchcraft and they burned them. They confess to practicing sorcery. So it is the carnality in human nature that your your carnality, you you don't want to believe that the G-rated hocus pocus is demonic. You your carnal nature will not let you see that it is demonic. Okay, because it's a little cute, innocent movie, and you just can't fathom the thought that that is an abomination to Christ's kingdom. Okay, and that right there, you get to that part, your carnality, the murdering of your flesh, going to the cross with God, dying to oneself, being rose again in, in Christ, the baptism, everything. It's all connected. That that includes laying down your carnal nature, your, your worldly and fleshly wants, for Christ and what he called an abomination to his kingdom. Okay. And not that we will ever know. I personally didn't. I mean, the, the, the shooter in, in Chesapeake was a Chesapeake native. I didn't know him personally. But there was reports coming out that he blared some kind of hardcore was the specific word used uh, music right before the, the rampage and the shooting started. Okay. And before anyone has the thoughts that I'm some old school chaplain who doesn't know what he's talking about and I'm just some Bible thumper, I used to be in a death metal band. Okay, I used to love Cannibal Corpse. I used to love Cattle Decapitation. I used to love bands like Death and Black Metal and all of it. Okay, it's all demonic. Okay, whether those band members in their interviews say it's no different than horror movies, that because I, I use that as an escape goat too. Okay, it was never confirmed 
that I know of through the police that he did play any hardcore music. But let's just go off the notion that he did play some kind of heavy metal music. If you're scapegoat, like the way I used to use it, well, what's no different than horror movies, they're singing about horror movies. Horror movies are demonic too. You're being entertained by a serial killer. I don't care how ridiculous and how cheesy the horror movie is. You're being entertained by murder. Okay, and almost all of those movies have raunchy sex scenes in them. The the uh, LGBTQ movement has, has gotten a heavy influence into the horror movie genre with um, not full-blown gay scenes, but just gay characters in them. Okay, so they are equally as demonic. So you are literally comparing apples to apples. Okay, if your scapegoat for listening to Cannibal Corpse is because it's no different than a horror movie, you shouldn't be watching a horror movie anyways, and then in turn, you shouldn't be listening to songs like that. You cannot... I experienced the anger, the unnecessary anger, not knowing why I was angry, not knowing why I was depressed, because you cannot listen to music that all it talks about is death, 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 gore, and violence, and not think that it does not influence you in any kind of way, spiritually and mentally. But again, back to that proverb, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and fools despise wisdom and correction it's because we in our carnal nature do not want to believe that the music we love the movies the the games the shows whatever it is that we love so much could actually possibly be the cause of not only shootings in chesapeake but shootings in uva shootings all across the 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 country um we don't want to believe that that music, movies, and shows could be the cause of your anxiety, could be the cause of your depression, could be the cause of your suicidal thoughts. Because what's really crazy, and I know from experience, not ever taking one prescription drug, I dealt with suicidal thoughts. I dealt with anger. I dealt with fits of rage. I dealt with uh, anxiety. I dealt with all of that. And I addressed the sin of my life. I quit drinking. I quit having premarital sex with my girlfriend, now wife. She moved out until we got married. We rid our lives of horror movies. Movies that, no matter how ridiculous it seemed to our friends, that were in a clear abomination to God. Any type of movie, no matter the rating, that led me into lustful temptation... We stopped watching that movie or show. If it dealt with sorcery or witchcraft, we stopped watching that show or that movie. And we don't entertain that sinful nature. And we don't play around with that carnality. Okay, because the fear of the Lord is that prevalent in my life and in the way that I lead my wife. And we intend to raise our child. That is the, the, the result of, that's why Christian sound biblical counseling and guidance is so key when it comes to depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, okay? Because it's not, it's not a cure. 
Okay, prescription drugs are not going to cure cure a spiritual matter. Only the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed on that cross, a life fully submitted and laid down to him, no matter the cost, no matter how many friends it costs, no matter how many nights at the bar it costs, no matter how many movies in the trash it costs and books and CDs it costs, and your coolness and your popularity it costs, no matter how many social media accounts you need to delete, that 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 is the only thing that cures it, no matter the cost of any of it. It's a life fully submitted to Christ, his, his laws and his commandments. And what he called an abomination is still relevant to this day, no matter what the world says. And we as Christians need to step up and be on board on that. Okay, and we... I, I know we we should know without a doubt what the cure is for suicidal thoughts, what the cure is for depression, what the cure is for anxiety, and and the the not the why. So many people, when that manifesto came out, were wondering why would God let this happen? Why would God do this? Why would God do that? Okay. In Jeremiah, it talks about the heart of man needing to turn away from man, their trust in man, and they need to put their trust back in God. Okay, and this very easily is summed up with in Exodus 2, not chapter 2, I think it's Exodus 20. Okay, the the our answer to miscarriages is right there in Exodus 20. I forget what exact verse, but I know it's in Exodus chapter 20. And it goes through saying that if we follow the laws and commandments, okay, so that that's talking about the Mosaic law right there, not the law that we are under now, but pre-Christ, before he died on the cross. If we followed all those, God literally says, you will not suffer miscarriages. No one in your land will suffer miscarriages. Okay, we, me and my wife... Amanda thought we were going to lose our baby. When, when we went to her first OBGYN appointment, the doctor flat out told us that we needed to prepare for miscarriage. And they flat out told us we don't know why miscarriages happen. There's nothing we can do to prevent it. All we can do is look for the signs that it could possibly happen or it has happened or it's going to happen. Okay, that right there is why it happens. That's why I fully believe that we don't know why miscarriages in a healthy woman happen. Why the world doesn't know it. Why the world doesn't know it. We as Christians should know it because it tells us that in Exodus 20, had originally we followed the laws and commandments of God, he said that we would that no woman would suffer a miscarriage. Okay, so if we put our hope, our faith, our trust in, in God. How many, how many pers- less prescriptions would we be on for mental illnesses disguised as demonic oppression or possession? Okay. Cause the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter how many times that, that shooter at Walmart talked about God. It doesn't matter how many times, um, 
he asked God to forgive him. The fact of the matter is, is he flat out admitted that he was being led by Satan to commit that heinous act, that sinful, disgusting act, that he was being led by Satan. So he flat out admitted that he was being led by Satan. We separated ourselves from God. God didn't allow any of this to happen. God didn't allow, God did not want mass shootings. God did not want miscarriages. We see that again in Exodus Exodus 20. God, this was not God's plan. The fall in the garden was not God's plan. It was our sinful nature from the get-go that has separated us this far from God, from his grace and from his protection. And my heart longs for not only the community of Chesapeake, where me and my wife live, we love this city. And my hope and prayer is that we that that that, that Chesapeake is not turning their eyes to God yelling at him saying why did you let this happen because here, here's a, here's another thing too that my wife was showing me right before I came in here to uh, record this that there is a school in Chesapeake that now has uh, an after school club and it's a satanic club it's a satanic club and what they're doing in that club is they're pushing all the agendas that the school board that that wouldn't allow for the school for the students to be taught in class. So they're talking about critical race theory. They're talking about LGBTQ. They're talking about transsexuals. Okay. So and it's protected under the First Amendment right. And I don't really care about that First Amendment right. Before we look up to God and blame him for shootings and miscarriages and things like that. That stuff right there needs to stop. A shooter in a manifesto flat out admitted that he was being led by Satan. But yet we have a school here in Chesapeake who then thought, oh, well, it's a really good idea to have a satanic after-school program. This is this is on the news. This is a Google search. This isn't just me assuming. This isn't just me. I don't have social media, so it's not me reading a fake meme. Okay. Before we need to address things in our community and our school system and the sin in our lives that has removed us from the grace and the glory of God before we look to him and ask why. Okay, it it does not take away the pain from those innocent people. It does not take away the 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 pain that those families are suffering. And I pray and hope faithfully that those families are relying on the one true source of joy being Jesus Christ and the only light and hope that could come out of such a heinous thing. But the gist of this episode that I want us to look at, okay, is just maybe, just maybe the anxiety, the anger, the fits of rage, the depression, the suicidal thoughts, the cutting yourself, the harming others, the thoughts of harming others could just possibly be the sin in your life and the devil's foothold on you. 
that it's not a secular worldly counselor who's going to tell you to meditate on whatever God brings you peace. It's not a, it's not a, another prescription, but it's the never ending love of Jesus Christ pouring over you and healing you of things that only he can heal you from. So with that, we're going to, we're going to close out this episode. Okay. And I just continue to hope and pray that the community of Chesapeake would unite around this, that we would see that we would we don't want another shooting to unite us as a community and as a state, that we wouldn't look to God to blame, but we would look to God as the only source of joy and the solution. So with that, let's pray. Father God, Lord, we come before you, Lord. Jesus, and we exalt your name on high, Lord. We thank you, Lord, so much for who you are, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for sending your one and only Son down on the earth, Lord, to die on the cross for us, that his blood would be shed to atone for our sins, Father. I pray, Jesus, in your name right now, Lord, that you would comfort this community of Chesapeake, Lord, that you would comfort the state of Virginia, Jesus, with your love, Lord, your your grace. Jesus, I pray over all of these lives affected by the shooting in Chesapeake, Lord, at this Walmart. I pray, Jesus, that we wouldn't look to you for the why, Lord, but we would look to you for the source, Jesus, to be our strength, to be our rock, to be our armor, Lord. I pray, Father God, for these families that were affected, Lord, that lost loved ones that day, Lord, right before Thanksgiving. I pray, Jesus, that you are comforting them right now, Lord. I pray, Jesus, for every listening ear on this episode, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that if anyone is listening, Lord, and they don't know who you are, Father God, I pray right now that your overwhelming love, Lord, your passion would just capture them, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that we would lay down our carnality, Father God. We would lay down our lustful sinful fleshly wants and desires jesus and we would be so consumed lord by the things that bring you glory lord we would be so consumed and happy and content with you father god that we would not care what we would give up in this worldly lifestyle lord jesus for the fact that it would bring us closer to you lord i pray jesus for everyone listening lord who is dealing with demonic oppression lord who is dealing with suicidal thoughts who is dealing with cutting lord who is dealing with Uh, anxiety and depression, Father God, I pray in your name, Lord, right now that they would trust you, Lord, to relieve them of all these symptoms, Lord. I pray, Jesus, that, that you would cast those things away, Lord. I pray, Lord, that they would put on the full body armor of Christ, Jesus, Lord, and I pray that they would be captivated by your love, Lord, that you showed and displayed for us, Lord, when you were beaten, Lord, and nailed to that cross. Father God, it is in your holy, holy and precious name, Lord, That I pray, Lord, in the Father, in the Son, in the Holy Spirit that we pray. Amen. And also, do not forget that if you've got any prayer requests, if you have a need for a Bible, if there's anything that we can help you with, uh, please do not hesitate to reach out. Um, My email address is chaplaintyler7 at gmail.com.